Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All you need is a ball. The official podcast of the WFFA. Hi, I'm Daniel Rosenboom and for 15 years I've traveled the world as a freestyle footballer. Join me in telling the story of the most popular sport that you've never heard of. Well, I'll be speaking to the big personalities that make freestyle what it is and their amazing journey from the streets to the stage. Are you guys ready? It doesn't matter where you are or who is watching. When it comes to freestyle, all you need is a ball. Yes! Oh, yeah! That was insane! Oh, yes! Welcome to the world of freestyle. Welcome to the official podcast of the WFFA. I'm here with Jay Henneke, who came all the way from Tasmania in Australia. He's one of the best freestylers in the world, but he has a little dilemma. Will he be a lawyer or will he be a freestyler? I'm actually a law student, five-year degree, so a lot of study. It's a big crossroads for me. I'm going to go all out until I finish my degree, and then I'll make a decision whether I want to keep going or you know, whether I want to do the normal lawyer thing. Jay is a man on a mission. He wants to become a world champion. And we also spoke about the culture of freestyle football in Australia. You don't have to travel all day on an airplane to listen to Jay, because you can listen to him right now. Jay, how are you doing, man? Good morning. I'm good. Very well. I'm hyped. Are you jet lagged? That's my first question. Not anymore, but <laughs> I always, invariably, I always get jet lagged. I've got a long way to travel. It's usually three flights from Hobart to Europe and I'm used to it at this point. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Uh, maybe it's time for a big international competition in uh, like Melbourne or something. So for a change, you can uh, swim yeah. over. Yeah, swim over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's, um, that's the plan. So, so tell me, how was it like growing up in, uh, in Tasmania? It was brilliant, actually. I really enjoyed my childhood. Very active kid. Really into football or soccer, as we call it in Australia. Mm-hmm. I know many European uh, listeners will get annoyed at that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was always into soccer, heaps of different sports, um, and eventually I found freestyle in my teen years. So I grew up doing a lot of mountain biking, running, nice. scootering with my friends and, and that sort of thing uh, growing up in a lot of soccer, a lot of soccer. Nice. And when you went on holidays, did you go to like other places in Australia or did you travel or? No, I didn't really travel until freestyle, to be honest. Um, I went to New Zealand a bit because half of my family is from New Zealand. All right. So I got two strange accents in my family. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but we went to other parts of Australia, for example, Queensland. It's quite tropical up there. I have some family up there and yeah. Because I remember, because I've been uh, on holidays in Tasmania many, many years ago. Did you actually? Yeah. yeah. You serious? Yeah. No, No, I was. I've been at Tasmania. I remember when Daniel Dennehy went there. He was like, I'm the freestyler, first freestyler that went to Tasmania. I was like, no, you didn't. Did you actually? Yeah, yeah. Serious? I was even busking in Hobart. No way, I, man, I bust there. Yeah, it's like 2006, seven. So I was the first, not him. You were the first. Yeah, even before me. Yeah, even before you. Yeah, yeah. How old were you in 2007? I was seven. 
Seven, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was seven. Would have been a bit early to freestyle then. Yeah, yeah. People in Australia in general, if you say like, I'm a freestyle footballer, does that ring a bell with them at all? Or Usually not. No. Usually not. I usually have to show a video of what it looks like for people to understand like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then... But because here in Europe, it used to be like that, but not anymore. Yeah. Like, because I remember when I had like a birthday or party or whatever, and I was like, I do freestyle football, the world was a bit confused, but not anymore. So it's it's still like that there? Yeah, so I think we're a bit behind the times with that. But I think if you know, if you're talking to a kid that plays soccer, he'll he'll yeah, know yeah. what freestyle is usually. Nice. Yeah. And maybe can do a few tricks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty cool to see so many kids like do at least the basis, like i.e. juggling around the world or footstool or things yeah. like this. So so does that mean you're always practiced by yourself? So I, I I really like to train alone, but for the past two years, ever since COVID, I started training on Zoom, so online with some of the top guys. I've seen that. That's nice. Yeah, I just thought I needed exposure to to some of my friends overseas, and I think that's yeah. that's actually been the the main way I've improved over the past few years. That's awesome. I've never done that. So who who, for example, do you train with like online? So the main guys I train with would be Erland. I used to train with Brynjar a bit, PWG. Yeah. I trained with the SA a few times. Trained with like Pat Shaw, Gabriel Park. Awesome. Well, you yeah. got some good. All these guys are competing at the World Championships. So. Yeah, exactly. And I think being able to train with different people is really important, yeah. I think, and getting different things from different people. So, for example, I'm not going to train lowers with like Gabriel Park, but we train nah. all round and – yeah, have, have some really good conversations around that and, and always improve, always improve. That's nice. So you can learn from each other as well and get exactly. some inspiration and things like that. Exactly. goes right. both ways. Lovely. So so let, let's go back to when you started, right? So that was in your early teens or when did you? So I started when I was 14, but I knew about freestyle from about 2012. And then in 2014, I got my first pair of gazelles. Oh, nice. Uh, Adidas gazelles. Classic. Yeah, yeah, I got them because Daniel Dennehy wore gazelles and he was my idol ever since i started i thought oh, he was wow. so cool yeah still is he still, is cool man. yeah he's a very cool guy i love how he disappears for like a year or so and then suddenly uploads three videos a day as well that's yeah, so funny yeah no legend it's legend. like everything or nothing with him yeah 100 yeah, percent. and was it a specific video or person that you saw online or how did you got into it i'm i'm happy i'm from this generation but ronaldinho because yes. of course i have a, a football background and yeah, I, I was always into the skills aspect and then I found Ronaldinho and nice. went from there. And then eventually I found freestyle. I think it's a pretty, pretty typical backstory. And was there already a few people in Australia that you can like talk to or something? Or Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Australian scene has been amazing ever since I've started. And nice. I've grown up with, you know, Jordan Morrison, yeah. Tom Kentar, Dylan Stipak, Zach Roberts, these sort of guys. And they've always really pushed me ever since I started. It's interesting, you know, when I look at Australian freestylers, there's not many, but they're all like really good. And also, I think they're all pretty stylish. Do you think there's an Australian style of freestyle? Could you describe that maybe? I think there is. I think yeah. there is. And people people always come up to me and talk to me about, you know, the Australian scene and it's like, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really big compliment, to be honest. I think Geordie, Geordie's pushing that the most. Yeah, because he's really into fashion, art, yeah. music, coffee. Yeah, coffee and yeah, yeah me too. Um, I, I love these things. Tom does too. If man. we start talking about coffee, we need two more podcasts. Because I think, yeah, it's a different conversation. Man. I love it too as well. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your go-to? Um, usually I just take an Americana, but sometimes I take a latte. I mean, it depends a bit on the mood. Like I got uh, yeah. many different. Uh, are you? 
Yeah, it's all it's all mood based. Yeah. All mood based. It's like yeah. music, different vibes, different moods. Yes, yeah, all how you wake up in the morning. Yes, that's right. But I'm not a big fan of hotel coffees because they always come from those machines that are. No, no, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, so you started to freestyle, right? And did you straight away? Did you like get really at it, or was it like oh, I'll do a few tricks after football practice, or how did they go? No, I was always really into it. I yeah. think um, ever since I saw Red Bull Street Style, I knew. You know, I knew I loved it. It, yeah. was, it was so cool. So it wasn't directly to... like, oh, I'm going to train three times a week and like that? or No, nothing like that. I just did it every day because yeah. I really enjoyed it. And um, it was purely passion-based. And I always used to do it in soccer practice. And yeah. whenever I didn't have soccer practice, I always used to practice just alone. And, and I remember there was also one or two other guys in Tasmania training, right? Yeah. So we had um, Cedric from Tasmania and also a guy called Matt who still who still practices. So so when was the point when you thought, oh, I can, I can, I'm really good at this or I'm getting really good at this or when other people were saying like, hey, man, this is cool. Well, you mentioned that Daniel Denny went to Tasmania yeah. and at that point, so Daniel and Jordan came to stay at my house, which mm-hmm. was you know, probably the best day of my life at that at that point. Love it. Because um, I had my idol come and stay at my house, yeah, and I was, yeah. you know, sixteen year old kid. It was it was insane. Did you tell him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he knows. Um, <laughs> and ever since then, I quit football and just went full, fully into freestyle. So that was two thousand sixteen. Yeah, and then I did my first competition about four months later, and got destroyed on stage and yeah <laughs> but which which competition was that that was um the oceania champs oh, in, right, yeah. so it was like next to the world tour do you remember in yeah i remember yeah was a, yeah so meeting all of my idols oh, outside that, the stadium yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah brilliantly i didn't experience. know that was your first competition yeah that was my first competition like in, in my head you were already like really good back then but i think i thought i was better than what i was yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> So who yeah. was competing there? Was it was Dylan probably? Yeah, Tom and Jordy, they got first and second. Oh, right, yeah. And then they actually competed in the world tour the next day because I think some people had some visa problems or and something. What was the other guy called from New Zealand as well? He, he went to skating later. What's his name? Um Ollie. Ollie, yeah. Ollie oh, man, he's he's a legend. So stylish. Man, yeah. So exactly. that's that's what I mean. Like this whole Oceania crew. Oh, he lives <laughs> in Melbourne now, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's lives But in all these guys, I don't know, but why do you think that is? is it because you guys take inspiration from Japan? Because I see some Japanese elements. Well, I know, um, for example, Geordie, he went to Japan. He's lived in Vietnam for a bit and he's he's taken a lot of inspiration. Korea from, even, I think. Yeah, yeah. Korea. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure where it originates from, yeah. but we all really value style and creativity. And I think that represents our maybe, freestyle. Maybe it also comes because I was talking about it with Leon as well. Like he's from a very big city. He's from Tokyo. And culture in general is very strong there, street culture. So maybe yeah. it's the same in like Melbourne. In Melbourne, definitely, but yeah, definitely, <laughs> not, not de- definitely, definitely not where I'm from. It's a very small place. But do people care about fashion and things like that where you're from or not really? Not so much, not no, so much. No. I definitely do, but... Yeah, but when you do, do people like look at it like, oh, you're a weirdo or... Can you stand out? Like in Tasmania, you, you can, but I'm not. I'm not too edgy. You know what I mean? No, no, it's, I know. Um, I'm yeah. not talking specifically about you, but just in general, like, how's the vibe like? Is it a bit judgmental or is it? I think I think it's okay if you if you want to represent yourself and people yeah. don't care too much. But I think it's definitely more normal just to follow everyone else. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. So, so when it comes to freestyle football, what's your main goal? Is it something specifically you want to achieve? Yeah. Well, ever since I found freestyle in 2012, um, I've always wanted to go for the top spot and be one of those guys. And I think slowly breaking into that bracket now is it's an yeah. insane feeling. Yes. Yeah, very surreal. It feels like you're almost there. 
Yeah, almost, almost. Uh, what do you think that if you if you look like um, at your own freestyle, like what's missing? What, what, how can you think that you can improve, to, for example, beat Erland, Pacho? Maybe you can already. It's also fine if you think you can. No, I don't. I don't think I can yet, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm still lacking the big moves, and All I right. stayed. I stayed with Jesse for almost two months, and I was really confronting training with him because yes. we we're so different. Yes, because of course, you know, he's got everything he's got big tricks yes. he's got everything and i'm more just you know flow based and i think it's really important to be yourself on stage and i find yeah. for myself anyway that's when i'm most comfortable yeah when i'm smiling and being myself which, yeah because you, you know, really seem to enjoy yourself yeah, yeah. i think i think I, well i definitely do yeah i always say like as a joke like everybody should have a little bit of spinny vinny in inside them yeah, you know what a legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i just need a bucket hat and then i'll be sweet So how how important is music and freestyle for you, or or in general in life? I love music. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm always listening to something, um, and again, it's mood based. Yeah. So if I'm studying, it's a certain type of music, or mm -hmm. if I'm you know driving to the coffee shop or yeah, yeah, yeah. training, and depends on what type of training I'm having. Is it important for you to to play with the music, or even when you're practicing, or is that a big thing for you? Not really, not no. really. Um, I don't really practice musicality on its own, but yes. I like to follow the tempo of the music. Lo-fi house would probably be my favorite genre, and I quite like how wavy that is, and I like vibing to that. So, so you're not sessions. really trying to hit the beat or kill the beat? Yeah, it's it, more just feel the music yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and flow to yeah. it. So, so let's talk about flow and style, right? Because I think if there's one thing that's very typical uh, Jay Henneke, where everyone always says, you have, you have such great style on the sits and things like that, um first of all do you like it when people say that or yeah absolutely yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it's a massive compliment and i think it's it's such an important thing for me to yeah. um to be clean and stylish and have your own moves so let's talk about this can you practice getting a better style on your sits and, and how like if you would like to give some advice to young people like how, how do you get better in your style with, with your sits for example yeah i think it's a great question and yeah. i think it's one that a lot of people struggle with yeah and i think it comes down to really analyzing yourself and analyzing the tricks you're doing and being um being honest <laughs> yeah honest yeah. and critical with yourself uh for example pedro suarez yes. he was oh don't he, get me started man, man exactly yeah. he's, he's still one of my favorites yes and i still watch his sit down videos and yes. having role models like him i knew how important style was because yes. Otherwise, I don't really enjoy watching freestyle if it's not stylish. And yes. Pedro hasn't been pushing for many years now, but I no. still watch his videos. Oh, it's amazing. You know, man. so it's, I think this is why it's important. I, I do the same thing. Like, when I look at sits, I always look at people that have good style in sits. Like, for example, Mata Linder in the old oh, days man, and classic. Pedro, Shimo. They yeah, all have a certain, you know, things as like put your back straight up, point your toes up, you know, it's those small you can improve it because a lot of the young guys, they think it's something you're born with. And I always tell them, no, you, you got to practice it and be critical and exactly what you say. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. I think it's a, it's all a process and being able to reform your style is the, yeah, the only way you can do it, I think. How important is social media to you? Is it, is it a big thing? No. Not at all? No. Not craving the likes? No. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't really enjoy social media. I, I like it, but more, more in a personal sense. 
just represent freestyle how I want to and not really care about blowing yeah. up or anything like that. I care more about the content of the tricks and how I present freestyle rather than just following something that works to get likes. So do, do you have the ambition of becoming a professional freestyler or maybe you are or like how do you see this? Well, I think I've always wanted to live off freestyle, but, yeah. you know, counterintuitively, I also don't really want to do what everyone else is doing in social media. So I, I've accepted that that's not going to happen and that's okay. And I'm, yes. just, I'm just really focused on competitions and creating new value in freestyle in the content of the tricks. Has freestyle helped you as like as a person? Absolutely. I think it's really helped me um, in particular work ethic, patience, and those things I apply everywhere in my life. Like how were you as a kid? Were you like shy, outgoing or? No, I'm basically who I am now, but as a kid. And oh, I, think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm basically a big version of my kid self now. Basically, you're competing at the highest level now in freestyle football. Do you also live as a professional? Like, do you take really good care of yourself, like with nutrition, sleeping, things like that? Or Yeah, absolutely. I think these things are critical to be a top athlete. Um, and you'll find all the top guys do this. I think it's really important to um, fuel your body, right? Because if you're training yes. twi twice a day, every day, you, yeah. know, you, you need a lot of recovery. Like my, my diet's very... Very typical, yeah. um, very plain. For example, my favorite thing to eat for lunch would be four eggs, three bits of toast, yeah. avocado and spinach. Yes, yes And that's yes. every day. But then on Saturdays is like a bit, bit of a cheat day. So yeah. I, like, I don't really eat um, you know, junk food during the week. But yeah, then yeah. when it comes to weekend, I'd... Maybe yeah. go to the pub or... Oh, more just, you know, get some get some sweets or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. nice, nice, yeah, but nice. Yeah, some, sometimes go to the pub. And, and and then, for example, when you work towards a big tournament, let's say Super Bowl, Rebel Street style, do you go like in, in totally like in your zone or how does it work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially in the in the month coming up to a competition. Yeah. Because you have sort of off-season and on-season with, with freestyle. And yeah. in, in your off-season, it's just the typical practice, more, ex, you know, exploring and yeah. improving the level. And then mm -hmm. a month, about a month before you start, um, constructing, you know, skeleton sets, getting the content consistent, what, you know, figuring out what you want to show um, nice. and, and getting everything really sharp and actually training less coming up to it. Yeah. Well, that's a more consistency. Yeah. 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 Because if you're, if you've already got all the content of your tricks, mm -hmm. I find that um, really listening to your body and yeah. being able to do the really, you know, powerful tricks every session is actually more beneficial. Nice. Because you need to do that on stage, obviously. And 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 let's say let's talk about the sets, right? Or the rounds in your. Do you prepare them, or do you kind of prepare them, or or do you totally freestyle them at a big tournament? I think somewhere in the middle. All right. Somewhere in the middle. So I I know I know the content of what I want to show in each round. You know, the more the more content and the more variety you have, the more you can prepare each yes. round. Um, but for example, in qualification elimination, it's just freestyle. Nice. Because you know you got it. Kind uh, <laughs> of. <laughs> but then top 32 onwards, it's it's more it's more prepared. And you yeah. know, you know you can hit your sets and that and I practice those in that month coming up. Because some people go really far in this preparation. Yeah. For example, Pat Shaw, he's been practicing his battle against Erland for three months. Yeah. So he knows exactly to to the third of the second what he's gonna do against Erland. Yeah. Well, it's it's not so much like that for me. Yeah. Where wherein you prepare for a specific person but it's mm -hmm. more just structuring your content 
differently yep. each round. So you yes. show different variety. So I think that's really important. And I think that's really typical for freestyle because I see that you work a lot with patterns. Yeah. Love I can see you do, for example, when you do an Abdullah, I see you do a left, right, left, left, right, right. And even with the sits and the revs, yeah. is this something you do on purpose or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love using patterns in my freestyle. Yeah. And, and the, I, I think it shows a lot of um, purpose behind what you're doing. Yeah. A bit of process as well. What's next in your freestyle? Like, what kind of stuff do you are you working on or want to work on? I think, man, I've I've always got a million tricks in my head. And, <laughs> give me something. Um, yeah. For example, I want to I want work more on my handstand control and just the, these bigger movements. And I've been working on some freeze moves as well, and yeah. incorporating that with like my knee still flowing and that sort of thing. Wow, so lovely, it's yeah. yeah wait. <laughs> and also, I'm, I've been working on. Uh, some sit, some sit, uh, sit down things. Yeah. So, for example, Demetto and Abdullah both ways and each direction, and then oh, yeah. really combining, combining that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's I see the examples. twinkle in your eye when you talk about it. Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah. So excited. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Love so, so when you don't freestyle, what do you do? Like, do you hang out with friends, or what, like, what do you, what do you do? Um, I'm actually a law student. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in my final year of law now. I've been mm-hmm. five year degree. So a lot of study, a lot of yeah. study outside, and it's um pretty routine days. Is it hard to 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 juggle between those? Juggle, <laughs> um, oh, you know yeah. what I mean. Like <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it. I didn't intend to do that. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. But I think um what I was saying before about discipline. This yeah. really, this really helps, I think, and being e- efficient in your in your practice. And I try to apply that to study, and it's worked so far. So you work in blocks, like you do. Yeah. Yeah, few exactly. hours of studying and usually the day starts with a study at the coffee shop or mm-hmm. meet up with a friend and then practice study yeah uh, and then practice at night again so nice. yeah so okay this is your last year right yeah so what's happening after do you feel the pressure already of your parents and family saying jay you have to get a job yeah yeah, yeah? it's there already yeah it's yeah. there already and maybe i think i think it's more the environment you're around yeah um I think this is actually really important to progress as a freestyler because mm-hmm. if, if you want to be world champion, for example, yeah, you need to surround yourself with people who have similar uh, goals because yeah. because you know they'll they'll be working towards that, and then you're you're just one of those guys, and it's normal for you. That's it, yeah. But I I feel quite pulled in two different directions. Yeah, of course. Because back home, um, you know, a lot of friends from uni, you know, they're talking about getting jobs and yeah you know, what they're going to do next year and they're just talking about assignments and how stressed they are. So is, that, is that like a, a doom scenario for you that next year you're not a world champion yet and you're walking around in Melbourne with a suitcase and a tie? Uh, um, I think it's, huh? yeah, actually, like it's it's a big crossroads for me, to yeah. be honest. I remember back in 2018, I was watching Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I remember I got eliminated in like the the extra battles and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, just building. And I remember watching... Really clearly watching like Boy Kieran Erland yeah, yeah, getting yeah. getting their podiums. I'm like, I want to be up there. I'm gonna go all out until I finish my degree, and yeah. then and then I'll make a decision whether I want to keep going or you know whether I want to yeah. give less time to it and you know do the normal lawyer thing. Okay, let's forget about law, right? Yeah. What does it look like in three years or whatever, like with freestyle for you then? Hopefully, I'm just doing the same thing, just yeah. really competing for the top spot and. Uh, just creating new tricks and new value in freestyle and I think that's that's all it is well Jay that's it for today Appreciate I hope it. you will make the right choice man <laughs> <laughs> thanks uh, thank you very much
was really cool to talk to uh, Jay today. If Jay ever decides to become a judge, that's totally fine. But only during Super Bowl and not in court. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you are listening to the show because there are more awesome guests on the way that I can't wait for you to hear. You can also check out the WFFA website and social channels on Twitch, YouTube and Instagram as well. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you the next time. And remember, all you need is a ball. This podcast was produced by Voice Work Sports for the World Freestyle Football Association. Sports Social Podcast Network.